Welcome to Revitalizing the Declining Church with Dr. Desmond Barrett, brought to you by the Eastern Kentucky District Center for Church Revitalization, a center that envisions to partner with churches and her leaders to strategize, strengthen, and discern the spirit of God's will for the local church. Welcome to episode 62 of Revitalizing the Declining Church. I'm your host, Dr. Desmond Barrett. On today's episode, we're going to continue our three-part series on connecting the mission to the church. On this episode, I want to talk to you about missions connecting with the community. If you haven't listened to part one, let me encourage you to go back to episode 61. And then next week on episode 63, we will finish out our three-part series on connecting the mission of the local church. Promoting a biblical worldview should include all age groups serving as the light into the dark world. Ideally, a local church should make its missions program an intergenerational ministry whose focus is being missional to and in the community around the world. Missions are quintessential to the foundational development of the local church and in turn become pleasing to God when everyone in the local church is working to help build the kingdom of God near and far. Regardless if it's a revitalization effort in the established church or a church plant, our calling is to go out and make Christ-like disciples. We have to realize that God blesses those who love and serve him. In Psalms chapter 145, verse 9, it reminds the reader, the Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. My friends, the local church must strive to be holy and obedient, and holiness is so unique and powerful that it cannot be left to just the holiness faiths. But it should be lived out regardless of denomination. Holiness should radiate from you like energy from God. I want you to think about it this way. God will empower and bless you if you obey his commands. I, I don't know about you, but I want to live out that type of power in my own local ministry assignment. And I pray you do too. The, the missional leader understands it takes all, the children, the youth, and adults, to develop a mission mindset in a revitalization effort. Transformation does not happen overnight. It does not occur uh, just once, and that's it. But it has to be lived out daily in our missional task. You see, every age contributes something to the success of missions in the local church. It would help if you modeled this mission mindset for those with whom you're connecting, you know, the adults and the youth and the children, that whole concept of service. You see, my friends, anyone can serve. And so I want to break down this idea today. And the first point is this, missions is for all. Ultimately, missions is worship. Giving is worship. Praying is worship. Serving is worship. Being a missionary is worship. Education is worship. Christian mission is an organized effort to spread Christianity to new converts. It's not new, but it does take action to act out the biblical calling that Christ gave his church thousands of years ago. Whatever you do through the church's mission, it should be to glorify and worship God. When the local church that's going through a revitalization effort sees Christ in all and not some part of their activity, they will begin to live out a life on mission that begins to impact the community around them. It takes many acts to, to win others to Christ in a diverse and culturally different world that we have today. But remember this point, to keep serving, even if you do not see the fruit of the labor. I want to encourage you to pray, to give, to educate, and collaborate with others to see a life or situation turn around. Revitalization comes when you are obedient. 
not in the amount of time you put in. And we got to trust God, that God is leading and working through your local community and your local context, and God will fill your missional account to overflowing. You got to remember that all must participate in living on missions inside the local church, not just you. It should be your leadership team, not just them, but it should be people who sit in your pews or your chairs on a weekly basis. It cannot be left to to ultimately to you as the pastor or to the mission's president. And I get it. It sounds easier said than done, but it can be done when you trust in Christ and do your part that missions is for all. The second big point is that missions is service. The whole concepts of missions is service. Serving others must be taught. Helping others must be done. Aiding others must be lived out as part of your everyday life. Serving people who do not look, act, or think like you or like your local church is not a one-and-done activity, but a long-term partnership of helping the community around you one person at a time. My friends, God's plan is for you and the local church to know him. And which is his plan for the design of the local church? And that's to go make Christ-like disciples. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. I want you to ask yourself, where is God working in my community? And that's where you and the local church should go. And if your members won't follow you, you have to be the leader in that. God did not create the local church and people like you to sit and wait for him to return. He has called you and his bride, the church, to engage the community around you. Getting outside the church's walls is foundational to building a lasting partnerships that transform the community that's inside the church and outside the church. And it will make your church better. If the pandemic has taught the revitalization pastor or the revitalization leader anything, people matter more than programs. With people, programs can run. Without the people, service to others cannot happen. Be challenged today to find a place in the community and serve. And here's the little secret. Do not wait on your congregation. Do it first. Be the leader and share your example. Point number three, missions is being culturally aware. Everyone needs Jesus, but sharing the path to Jesus takes grace and may look different from a different perspective. Showing and conveying God's love is foundational to winning all people to Christ. As you venture from the pulpit or pew and into the community partnerships, know your role should be listening more than sharing at the beginning. And I know, Pastor, you probably have a great personality and you love to talk, but sometimes we got to zip it to hear what others are saying. As you learn about the people you're working alongside, I want you to to build trust with them. Build trust with your co-laborers. You will be able to share the gospel over time if you listen and not talk as much. I want you to see it this way. Let the gospel speak through your actions and deeds, not just your words. Let the love of Christ be seen in you by showing up on time, serving with the spirit of generosity, and celebrating what others do around you. In essence, be a champion for Christ in the community. Understand, as you serve in the community, you are entering a post-Christian society, and as such, you must be culturally sensitive in how you share the gospel. Like a missionary entering a foreign field, you will join an area with challenges concerning the gospel. Recently, I was ringing the bell for the Salvation Army. I spent three hours in front of my local Walmart ringing the bell. And at first, I would say, Merry Christmas and 
ha- have a great year and uh, uh, Merry Christmas to your family and that sort of things. And then over time, I became culturally sensitive that people were giving me the negative eye, giving me looks. And so I stopped saying Merry Christmas and I started saying, bless you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I adapted to the culture that was happening around me. Well, the next day I, I was preaching. It was on a Saturday that I was ringing the bell. And on, on a Sunday I was preaching and we had guests that day. I didn't know it. But uh, when I was done with the service, I came down from the platform there and uh, a couple came up and they said, you said to us, Merry Christmas and to your family also. And I just want to say thank you. We didn't know that we would see you here today as the pastor. We didn't know your position, but we wanted to say thank you. You see, my friends, what you do is more important than what you say. As you enter the uncharted territory and navigate the cultural issues that are found in society today and sharing the gospel with God's grace, I want you to know that God will be with you. As the disciples from biblical times, you will find ways to adapt and enable conversations and prayer as God leads in the process as you work along people that don't look like you or act like you or talk like you or even come to your local church. My friends, God is still calling his people, you, your local church, to reach the lost with the gospel. You are doing so in a way that respects the culture and ultimately enabling Christ to be encountered through you and your local ministry. You want your church to be known, let it be known that you're a church of love, that you're a church of grace, that you're a church that goes out and works and not just talks about it. Well, the last point I want to talk to you today about is missions is not a one-size-fits-all experience. My friends, there's no cookie-cutter approach to missions. I wish there were, but culturally, communally, and relationally, each area, each community, each segment of the population differs from day to night. It's crucial to know ministry looks different for everyone. Context matters as much as the heart behind the reason for serving. If you know the context, the mission field that you're working in, you give yourself a head start in serving others. If you try to come in with a one-size-fits-all model, you will destroy the goodwill and harm your witness for Christ. So while there may not be a one-size-fits-all model, one model stays the same. That's the message of God's love. Serving on mission is motivated by a calling, not a directive. Let me say that again. Serving on missions is not motivated by a calling. Well, I messed that up. (laughs) I guess that's what happens when you try to repeat things. Serving on mission is motivated by a calling, not a directive. You can't direct yourself or direct other people, but it has to be a passion inside of them. God has called the church to live out Christ's likeness in all church members. Each time you invest an hour of your time into someone's life or a nonprofit agency, you invest in kingdom building that will pray spiritual dividends over time. My friends, I want to challenge you this week to live life on mission. Remember, missions is for all. It's just not for the pastor. It's not for the missionary president. It's for everyone, all age groups. Missions is service. Go out and find where God is working and serve alongside of people in the community. And then missions is being culturally aware. Remember, the community may not like Christ, 
but you are called to be Christ. Be the light in the dark world that's around you. And then the fourth point was missions is not a one-size-fits-all experience. God wants to do something special through you and your revitalization work, but will you do the work that God is calling you to do? Thank you for joining me today on Revitalizing the Declining Church. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with your colleague? How about on social media? Why don't you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss it the next time it comes out. From the Eastern Kentucky District Center for Church Revitalization, this has been Dr. Desmond Barrett reminding you to stay prayed up and keep pressing forward. God is on your side.